Hello everyone and welcome back to Creative Emotions. I'm your host, Alex Lee. Hi, it's Jenny. SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yes. Ooh, lives yes, in a pineapple yes, under the seas. Yes. No, that's not really SpongeBob SquarePants. Um, it's Cedric, everybody. <laughs> I know, it's funny. I was at a coffee shop this morning with my sister uh -huh. and they had a little betta fish tank on the counter and it had a pineapple under the sea. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Yes, that's adorable. one day. That reference will not be understood, but for now, much pleasure. Much pleasure. <laughs> much pleasure. Much pleasure. Childhood memories. Yes. Enjoyment. But today, um, the emotion we're going to be talking about is disillusion. Speaking of childhood memories, yeah, there you go. Whoa. <laughs> oh, wow. Whoa. I don't care. <laughs> we're going to oh, go in. Oh, man. Yeah. Cedric's ready. I'm so ready. ready. Yeah. Should we get yeah, started? Yeah, yeah. yeah, let's get started. I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. ready. <laughs> exactly. All right. So what is something that you had high hopes for only to be let down? Oh, yeah. Uh, me first? Yeah, yes, you Cedric. first. We're All looking right. at you. You're ready. Oh, I'm super ready eyes you can't i uh, like uh for all the listeners out there my eyes are wide open my fists are clenched uh because i'm so ready to talk about this emotion uh because i it's it this particular feeling of disillusionment comes in a very big part of my life because of my profession which it was teaching mm -hmm. right and um context of it right is teaching like has always kind of been known as this very noble profession uh one that you're doing good works right and also one that's supposed to be very touching and oh it's so rewarding um and you get that from a lot of things the one key example i always bring up into my mind is um dead poet society with robin williams where he's kind of like help he's an english teacher kind of but he's like unorthodox and uh and he provides like meaning to these boarding boy uh, these boys at boarding school and um he just says things like really nicely and softly and like philosophically like you know like you know like art that's what's worth living for and i'm like ah <laughs> only because in real life for me the disillusionment was strong like i after like after kind of like a long not necessarily a long search but like realizing that teaching was something i did want to do right like it was uh it was such a jarring experience when i finally got into my credential program and when i felt like tasted teaching for the first time and even now to this day it is very much a, a bittersweet moment because it was so disillusioned for me and the reality is it's like you have to remember that in teaching like teaching's not a profession that i think most human beings like not the way we do it it's like think about it i guess in difference between like industry like meat packing like you know like meat industry and stuff like that like putting cattle in like confined areas and like i don't know what's going on as opposed to free range farming like smaller like mm -hmm. farms and stuff like that it's more hospitable and they're gonna be like kind of happier it's kind of like that with education like like education the way we do it now for the we do it for the sake of efficiency and in doing so, the quality of it goes significantly down. And in doing that, like learning those methods and trying to be better at it, but in this in the framework of like efficiency of like of content, like there's things that are just fundamentally missed. And you got to remember, like, like I think as as human beings, right? We're not used to being around people that constantly piss you off. But as a teacher, you better you better that's like your good days uh in the sense that like oh like you have to remember you're uh, with 30 people that are essentially and yeah again for a lack of a better term are just careless jerks uh in the sense that they could care less or they could care more but they won't mm. um about the things that you're talking about and teaching your agendas you you have to very much sell yourself and then once you do that because like i was very much of the robin williams school of teaching for a while like if i'm just if i'm well connected if i like if i show care if i create like fun and like you know like lesson plans 
kids are just want to be in my classroom and stuff like that. And it's like incorrect because you have to remember the realities of what's going on in my profession. I only see those, I see a particular kid for one hour a day competing against 20 other or maybe like 30 other kids, right? So how can I really build that connection, right? With that student uh, in that way. And I, it threw me back in such a way that I was like, oh man, I, I built so much anxiety in myself. And I really, I would always constantly question. I do this now sometimes. Like I, I am that type of person who constantly questions whether or not I should or should not be doing something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in those years of teaching, I was like, man, like I am, I was like, there was a one particular incident where I was like, I was like teaching, um, I was teaching, I was teaching government. And so I was like, okay. I'll have my students create one, like, you know, mm. based off the outlines of like the constitution. Yeah, it's a big lofty goal. It's bigger than I could handle for sure. <laughs> you know, like, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna simulate like the way the first and or actually the second continental Congress would come together to create like declaration or like, you know, just like coming to like, com like constitutional conventions and stuff like that. But I didn't realize how not serious they were gonna take it. Oh no. Because like I was giving them legitimate powers within that room. Like, you know, there'd be like you guys will set like um like what how you'll be tested. Like do you want any more tests in this classroom? Or do you want it all to be presentations or do you want it all to be blank? Like mm. that's like power. Like who's gonna be responsible for grading was something that was going to be like up for like 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 a government, right? I was trying to democratize that classroom in the most literal sense. And what you find out is that democracy belongs to those who are competent enough to hold it. Mm. <laughs> and it's like, they had no idea. Like they're trying to build systems that make no sense. <laughs> and I was like, what have I done? <laughs> like it's very much like I learned something about the probably the beginnings of this nation. Like what, what like do you have details? Of oh that? man. So it's like, like one guy was just trying to monopolize the entire situation to make sure to ensure that there was never going to be any work in the classroom ever again. <laughs> and let me tell you about this, about politics. That guy was extremely popular. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, no. you know, like, and it's like something to reveal, like, right, like. You look at politicians, any politician that promises less work, like in the sense of like, your life is going to be easier. Mm -hmm. Everyone votes for. Yeah. Oh, right. No. <laughs> but like, and, but to me, it's like, it's like, this is going to make no sense. There's no way to function. Like you have to think, and like, I would like, so to me, like I, I made the comparison, like your homework is essentially your taxes. Mm. It's what you pay to the government so that you receive benefits. My, what I provide for you, it like in a sense of payment or whatever, or, or, um, or like protections from the government is grades. Right. And you not going to detention. But that was even up for like, should there be like, like, um, should there be a, like um, a court system of your peers to review when like, uh, like a, a, a policy had been crossed over? Like I gave them pretty much the whole like kitchen caboodle and I should not have because <laughs> it was horrible. And then I realized the other thing that you have to realize is that the nature of of what I was doing, I didn't realize this. It took such a long time. Mm. Like, it took such a long time to even settle one thing. Like, what should we do with kids that are five minutes late to class? And that took three days. What? <laughs> and it was still like, I had I to totally like, I was believe like, it. no. Like, and then like my, my master teacher, because this is like, this is me throwing the whole thing. I was just, I, I, I didn't realize I was just doing it to impress people. Like, my master teacher's like, you got to wrap this up, man. Like, you know, like you're like a week behind in your syllabus. And I'm like, oh, man, you're right. And like, you know, and like eventually I wrapped up the assignment. But like, it was like, I still remember those days where it's like, it was pure and utter chaos. But I learned from those things. And like the disillusionment, right? That's when you know you're disillusioned, right? Like I had high, such high hopes about myself as a teacher. Mm. Like I really thought I was going to change the game. And to a degree, I still feel like I can, 
but not in the way that I thought I could before. Like, I think I had high hopes in my methods and my enthusiasm. I thought, mm. oh, my pure creativity is going to be enough. And it's, oh, it was, oh. And then I realized, like, yeah, like, I need to learn other skills and, like, learn how to say no to a kid's dumb face <laughs> when they're like, can I leave, like, five minutes early for, like, food fair? And I'm like, now I'm just like, I'd be like, oh, I, at first I'd be like, oh, um, I mean, uh, yeah, like, um, well, like, did you finish your, like, if you finish your assignment, then yeah, of course, like, sure, like, um, okay. And like, I would freak out. But now I'm like, no. Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, what? I'm like, okay. If there's nothing else, you can go back, sit down. And then I would just go about my business. Because that's all I do. Like, it's learning how to say no to someone who we feel does, doesn't deserve. Like, you have to learn how to say no for people, even for people you think don't deserve to hear no from you. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's like, because it's like for the sake of what's going on. Like, like for me, like sometimes I'm a little nice. It's like, well, you know, if you knew that prior, then you should have let me know at the beginning of class. And I let, you know, if you let me know earlier, then you're more likely to get the yes from me than the no from me. Right. And like, you know, it's like building those behaviors because that's the other thing you don't learn about in education. Like, I'm not just there to make people excited about history. I'm there to cultivate behaviors like I'm there to like, you know, um, make sure that they have the means to pursue their dreams. And that's more than just knowledge. That's about mannerisms. It's about like um, behavior. It's like it's about like understanding about not just like of content but of themselves and like what what really they're going to do and any teacher that says differently then you're probably you're probably not like i'll be i'll even say this bold statement you're probably not doing your job as well as you could be if you're not really thinking of it in a holistic sense because mm -hmm. like if you're not really caring about your students about what they're feeling what their needs are whatever they may be then you're really blatantly disregarding like key factors that are getting in the way of their education mm. but like i had to learn those things the hard the 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 real hard way and it sucks because i have people who went through what i consider gladiator academies of schools mm. like they were like they had the same mentality as i did and the hubris and like thinking like oh like and then they go to la unified and they get eaten up alive in there you know like when when students like there's a particular type they're like to me i've realized there are levels of cruelty and the worst to me is carelessness like mm. you can be cruel for revenge right mm. you can be cruel for hate you know you can be even cruel for love like but you but to be carelessly cruel it's like someone is like being mean to you and doesn't even know it mm. therefore they won't learn from it they'll continue to keep going and doing it and these kids would go in on like all of these student teachers they'd be like you don't know what you're doing you know like oh you look fatter today you know like or you know you look really really tired like is and then they'd be like oh you think we're really stupid huh and then and then the teacher's like stuck in the situation like there's so many things that are happening and then they disillusion to the idea like these kids aren't worth it right like they're not worth the pain that i'm suffering but you have to realize like when you understand why you're feeling pain and then you understand where they're coming from that does help I don't know if it if it cures, but it does help in that case. And so when it came to education, right, it was like on the teaching side, there was disillusionment on actually teaching particular people because you think they're there. They want to learn like that's like the like the fundamental premise. I would say my advice to teachers need to divorce themselves from it's like you have to divorce yourself to the idea that everybody in there wants to learn. Like, or actually, I'll, I'll refine it. Everything, everybody wants to learn what you want to teach them. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's not true, right? I'm sure everybody wants to learn in general, but not what you're teaching them per se, or perhaps how you would think so. So you have to cultivate that. But on the education side for the students, probably the biggest disillusionment is understanding um, what will make them happy. But we'll touch on that in a little bit in, in, uh, in those other regards. But yeah. <sighs> <laughs> and that's me. That was my disillusionment. And scene. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> Thank you for letting me share. Thank that. you for yeah. coming to my TED Talk. Uh, <laughs>
Young people, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> why are you doing this to me? Anyway. But yeah, that's mm-hmm. uh, it, that is a big, uh, big, big like crack in the mirror per se. Yeah, but I mean, you'll realize that like the good ones, the the teachers that you look up to, have all felt this moment. Mm-hmm. They've had to, and then they've they've, and then this is something like yeah, it defines your character in doing so. Like, it, like when you realize they're worth it, like it's and you're and you realize that they are the enemy. But at the same time, like, you have to reach it with, like, a soft and, like, caring hand. Mm-hmm. Like, then you'll, you'll, start to, you'll start to realize, like, okay, that this is, like, this is the rewarding work, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have, to, you have to go in there with eyes wide open. And you can't be like, oh, everybody's, everybody's special and everyone's unique and everyone should just be who they are. And, like, and like you're in education. <laughs> you're there to change things, Right. You can't have both of those things happen, but you can do your best to negotiate what can and should or what shouldn't change and what should change. Mm. And so that's what you want to make sure you come in there looking at and knowing yourself and protecting yourself from like um, that ability to go in there and not like, you know, to to educate others and realizing the mindset that you are like, again, if ignorance is the enemy and it's like it's like essentially like demons possessing people. It's like, okay, like, I have to kind of attack the person to get rid of the demon. And so, hey, you no, you can't go to the food fair. <laughs> like, you, you, are, you are failing the class. You stay here. They, I'm sure they'll be fine, but you need to be here. Mm-hmm. And stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah. yeah. All right, I'm going to, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna just pass it over. Let's pass it over to Alex. Yeah, so... I'd say for my uh, disillusionment, it was a really, really, really huge eye-opener for me in a sense that it made me feel, feel, feel in a different way, especially with this job when I was a, a door-to-door alarm salesman. Because the whole idea that they were bringing about was the whole, like, being, having, having a positive mindset, being able to um, to sell and be able to help people who ha- to put alarms in their house, you know, with the with the whole purpose of adding protection in their house and everything like that. Now, the the weirdest thing that struck my mind was the way they were selling. Okay. Mm. Now, and that irked me really, really hard in the in the wrong way possible. Because um, when when you ever you know go up to people, there's something that's always called as a sales pitch. Okay, mm-hmm. and and whenever we whenever we knock on the doors, this is the sales pitch that we say. Now, in this sales pitch, um, it said uh, it said that, yeah, hi, yeah, we're um we're just advertising for our sales uh, for our uh, alarm sales team that are coming by next week. And reality is, no, we're not. <laughs> we are the sales team. Oh, mm. so. To prove literally yeah. lies, and and that bugged the crap out of me of of my perception of what sales really is. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me that I have to lie to them to get the sale, and the and the problem is is that yeah it works, mm-hmm. but at the cost of your own integrity, right? And that bugs the crap out of that's, me. That's the price, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and literally like every time I would try to sell you the sales pitch or anything like that, it just hurt. Knowing the fact that if you're telling me that this is the whole concept of sales and marketing, then I don't think this is the right job for me mm. because um, there's something wrong in this business that I don't believe in mm-hmm. because I believe in honesty and integrity. Therefore, right. this is not something that's for me. Mm-hmm. However, I'll take the sales skills that I learned from this, like the good stuff about it, and discard the rest of this shady organization. Yeah. <laughs> I was that's like, fair. just, I think, I think. It's important to make the dis- distinction that that's not the entire like not everybody's sales and marketing department is like that. But yeah, certain people will. Yeah, the employee like right will manipulate more manipulation. So mm-hmm. you right. know, mm-hmm. and that's why it's important to know who you're buying from. You mm-hmm. know, absolutely. Even the, like the product is good, but but like they were working for like um they were considered like a third, a third party um. 
marketers. Mm. So so literally what happened was um the main provider the the main the main provider of the product, mm-hmm. which is um um double tool automation. Mm. Um and then they provided that, you know, alarm service because it was with Monotronics. So Monotronics kinda gave them money mm-hmm. to this organization that they could sell for them and that sort of Got aspect. It. So they so the company that actually make the alarms hired a sales department yeah or right. sales like, team like, yeah. a sales yeah. team to like actually distribute it kind of thing yeah okay. exactly and um and the and the thing is that you know they don't care how that how it gets done as long as it's in le- within legal reasons right. too um so sometimes it could damage a certain part of ethical morals mm-hmm. that that kind of thing mm-hmm. i'd say i've done my fair share of you know shady sales jobs mm-hmm. so and yeah, because like within within like these quote unquote like um, multi level marketing schemes and stuff mm-hmm. like that, um, you always gotta remember the the backside of of what's the main reason why they're doing this in the first place. Um, especially when I used to do um, giving out free phones on the street. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. So liter- so we get paid with. Um, so this one was when I was with um, with Smart Circle. Um, and with a with a company up in uh, Diamond Bar, mm. and uh, our job was to give um, uh, free phones for 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 homeless people mm. or people who you know who who are unfortunate and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So we would be posted out like in front of places that has like high um, homeless people volume, mm-hmm. whether that be in um, near a, a Walmart in Stanton. Or near a social security, a social service center. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. And people, and and people would have to provide their uh, social security number, and their um, and their uh, either their food stamp or Medi-Cal. Mm. Yeah, to receive this, uh, to oh. receive the, a, a government phone. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's a government-free phone basically, and you only get four gigabytes of data. Mm-hmm. And limited talking text. I see. So, so same scenario is is the whole whole tactics of being able to sell. Like, there's no doubt about it that that I was able to get you know a good amount of sales and numbers and money out of it. But at the same time, at the cost of my own humanity. Mm. So it's it's like I've done my fair share of you know making bad decisions, but. But at the same time, it made me realize that if I can use these skills for a good or a good and better cause, mm-hmm. then then it's worth learning these skill sets. So that way, I can use it for something that's that's more meaningful and more better in, in a certain sense and in an organization that I'm willing to be with. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah, it was very much like the ends justify the means kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, oh, that's, I mean, but then, uh, so then in that disillusionment, right? Like, and then, but you, so I guess, yeah, it didn't like completely disillusion you to the like idea of sales completely, but that first initial company, it's like, oh, like there are companies that are not ethically like, you know, mm-hmm. um, like ethically, uh, uh, like uh, ethically as higher up as, as maybe others or the standards are just not as like rigorous as maybe others are. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So that's so. that's a pretty cool, unique experience because I personally could never be in sales. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and I think a lot of people, and it's funny because I'll talk to other salespeople, and it's it's an awkward conversation because I can't tell who's judging who because mm. I don't think I'm judging them, but I think sometimes salespeople, like especially those who feel like uncomfortable in their own position, mm-hmm. maybe feel like they're being judged, like oh, like. You think I'm a salesman, so you must think I'm like shady or like untrustworthy and stuff like that. And I'm like, I I don't know. <laughs> like, um, but then I think, but then in in kind of like that regard, like like because like that they're trying to project like what I'm thinking upon them, mm-hmm. so they're like they think they know me. So then I, now I'm naturally hostile, and then maybe think maybe you are trustworthy and untrustworthy mm-hmm. or a jerk or whatever it may be. So it's just like it's really it's really a tough tension situation sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I'll remember, like, like uh, I was watching videos. Like, I would have to do research before I would buy, some, like, a big purchase, like buying a car, mm-hmm. right? 
it's like and then they would tell you all their tactics that they would do and stuff like that they're like oh like hey we're gonna like you know because the market the sticker price is never what you really pay for right but then they'll like pretend to do a bunch of things to make it seem like they're working for you Mm -hmm. but the reality is they're just like they'll be like hey i'm gonna go to my finance department and see what i can get for you but they're really just in the the back uh, yeah in the back just drinking a cup of coffee then they come back like hey i talked to the finance department and like they're able to get to this number but no lower sorry and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and then it's very much like you know it's like it's weird because it's like an it's a game you didn't want to play it's like hey let's all play twister and i'm like i don't know you and it's like and i'm like but then it's like you you have no choice so you're like okay i guess but you're not really well prepared for it Mm -hmm. you know know, like and then at the same time it's like it feels like win lose but you don't want to make another person lose Mm -hmm. it's a very it's a very oh no when i was thrown in that in that type of environment it was Mm -hmm. a very win or lose mindset Mm, it was very it was very like unfulfilling Mm. There, it wasn't really a long-term mindset right. and it, it confused the crap out of me of how the people who stayed here long enough to make a lot of money off mm-hmm. of the people who are doing the same thing um even though it's even though they may seem like it's an intention of good things financially like they were well-being but i just knew in the back of my mind that like like mentality wise it's not there mm. like that like i didn't want i didn't want their type of mentality right like i'll take the good parts Right. Uh, of it making my own right and perception of it but at the same time like would i learn from everything from what they taught from us no mm, right mm-hmm. like, yeah and then there's a yeah you yeah, you have to mm-hmm. for yourself right like because like good? yeah because like they talk about like very contradicting things mm-hmm. like saying from like because like from one standpoint yeah they're doing for the sake of the of of good things for the sake of the product or for sake of the company right but at the same time, it's like a backhand to the face because of how they're doing it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that, yeah, and that's that's tough to negotiate for any human being to kind of be put into that place. Why well, I, I would assume, mm-hmm. but then there are some, maybe I I can definitely again realize a world where people are like, I have no problem doing this, mm-hmm. you know, like whatever it may be. And that's not not a reflection on necessarily that person is good or bad, but it's more like you know like they're just more equipped to handle these scenarios in this way than maybe others are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think there's some kind of disillusionment with any kind of work that you do. Oh, like, yeah. you know, you just, I even have kind of had this with just like the day-to-day process. Like, uh, and that's actually an interview question that I've like started asking like people that I'm you know, whether I'm interested in, like, a position or, like, if I'm actually in an interview and they're like, oh, do you have any questions? I'm like, so what does the day, what will my yeah. day look like? Right. You know? Um, and that's often very different from what your, like, actual, or not very different, but it can be different from what your actual job description and, like, technical job right. duties are. Like, it might involve, like, this is a list of things that you will be doing, and sometimes it's like that, but you don't, you know, like the repetitive nature of it, like is every day different or is every day pretty much the same, right. like that kind of thing. And, you know, just the nature of how businesses and I'm sure even, well, yeah, any kind of like service based or like product based thing, like they're all going to be different than how you think. And, like, the way that things get distributed and, like, how products are made or, like, what you need to do to get services, like, people in the door for services, that kind of thing. Like, it's, there's all kind of a different ideas. It's different than you think it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know? And sometimes it's just because you don't know. Like, oh, that's how you do that. Okay. But, you know, like, sometimes it's like, oh, this isn't actually what I want to be doing, right, you know, right. like, mm-hmm. ooh, I don't, mm, this doesn't feel right mm-hmm. for whatever reason, you know. It's like when, um, it's like when I got hired into Disneyland <coughs> as a custodial busser uh-huh. and I thought I was going to, you know, bus tables, you know, uh-huh. but like clean up the tables and, and all those things. But the reality was behind that wording that they put in is actually being a dishwasher. Mm. You know? Was that in the job description? No, it wasn't. 
Yeah, so that was kind of so I was kind of freaked out about that. I was just like, wait, so I'm, so I'm kind of doing the job that I was supposed to be doing, but like, like yeah, one but, part of it, but it's like not the other part, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So it was a it was quite a different realization of how how other people hire their you know employees in certain jobs, mm-hmm. right? So, um, but yeah, that was definitely interesting for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. Uh, let's move on to the next question. Yeah. Sure. Well, the next question. <laughs> I mean, Jenny, did you want to, like, I mean, you kind of shared a little bit. About oh, yeah, yours. that's right. Uh, I don't, that was just kind of my thing. Like, oh, it's like happened, it it's happened different times, like, uh, but it's pretty, like, for me, it's just been with jobs. Like, I remember one I got, um, I actually got hired as a dishwasher as well. Mm. Um, I was working at a bakery and... Um, it was kind of like, I guess not entirely promised, but like the whole thing was like, if you start out as a dishwasher, like eventually you'll be a cashier, um, and then kind of move up. Um, and like through the different things, it turned out like I couldn't actually be a cashier because like I was just working, I wasn't working on the weekends. I was just working like after school. So this was in high school. I see. Um, and I couldn't get trained on like the coffee machine because that person was only there during the week or something okay. like in the mornings when I was in school. Right. Um, so then I couldn't like fully be so a you cashier. Were like, yeah, so you could never really get out of the position. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of those kind of double it. And they had me like trained to do cashier so I could come in and help when they really needed it but they never actually gave me that title and you know I kind of left and then I think even now kind of like in my current job like it's a lot more repetitive than Mm -hmm. I realized it Mm -hmm. would be which I guess it doesn't make too much sense now that I think about it but like um it was it, yeah it's just a lot more of the same kind of thing right. so i think yeah i think that's one of the things where it's like novelty is one of the things that like gets disillusioned first right like oh this yeah. is new and exciting like okay and i'm like and then you're into it but then like maybe like two months in mm-hmm. three months in you're doing the same like uh, uh yeah. yeah and you realize to yourself like can i be doing this thing for the rest of my life and whatever yeah. maybe and a lot of people approach it differently and whatever maybe like some people can stay in a certain job because maybe they're outside of their job is just like okay like it's it's like i can do that and they can set aside that mindset like this is just my job mm-hmm. right like it is what it is it may not be perfect but that's okay it provides it does what it's supposed to it provides income so that i can do the other things in my life or yep. whatever maybe um and so on and so forth i'm like the opposite where like um i am the mindset like labor is such a big part of my life right mm-hmm. that i want to be able to feel like it needs to give me more than just like money for me to be there yeah right like i need to feel like connected i need it to be meaningful like i need it to be honest mm-hmm. right like something that, that matches up to my values and things like that um which is like again like i think it's a very fundamentally different view on labor than generations before yeah because i think a lot of times it's like generations before it's like it was very and if you've been on this podcast you probably heard me say it before but just briefly it's like generations before would see labor as like it's just a means Mm -hmm. right and it's not supposed to make you feel anything it's only supposed to give you like you know financial like um like financial support so that you can do whatever you want to do right Mm, achieve a a specific type of american dream Mm -hmm. and what i think our generation is starting to really realize more so it's like that dream is not really sustainable at times. And also it's not really meant for everybody. And like people are trying to carve out more parts of like their, like their dreams are now becoming more distinct. Yeah. Cause I remember people would be like, get a house, get a family, you know, work 30, 40 years at a job. Like, but it's just a job. Who cares? You know, yeah. like take some vacation times, you know, and then retire and then die. Right? Like simple, easy list to understand and step by step. Step by step. And then, you know, you fill in the gaps wherever you want to. But now people are like, no, I want to retire at like, I want to retire at at, at 35. At 35. (laughs) And I'm just not going to spend money at all. I'm not going to leave my house. Right? I'm not going to go buy a home or an apartment. Uh, I'm going to stay at home until I'm I'm, I'm 35. Yeah. And then just save up that money. 
and then never work again. Now, um, some people are able to do that, yeah. but like they did it, the, they did it. I would say, quote unquote, the right way, and actually put in the effort for it, right? And you know, and make breakthroughs on that. Right. But there are also people who just think like that and not really do anything about it. Right. <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah. And then like that's one of the things my coworker would say. Like a lot of people talk about their their goals like they talk about their goals as if they've already done them like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that and then it's like saying the same things like i did this i did that but it's like you but that's like that type of conversational understanding of of your goals is dangerous because it makes it seem like oh yeah i'm gonna write this book and da 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 and it's like but then you're like oh am i only saying that to tell other people or am i gonna actually do that right mm-hmm. you know whatever because then it sets the it sets the timer on it's like and then people are like oh how's your book going you're like oh uh, right. oh yeah it's it's going okay still researching yeah you said it was an autobiography <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah i mean like but like Did i just, gotta i gotta have more life yeah before you know, i write so, the thing that's exactly why <laughs> but like didn't you say you're gonna get an audible by this time it's like hey i'm really excited for your book Can't, just let me know when it drops I'm like yeah yeah totally totally yeah yeah it's just like so yeah just being careful of like all of that stuff and and making sure that yeah but then again at the same time right like it's like disillusionment really comes from like just really comes from like that idea of like you know i for me like one of the biggest disillusionments was just like like yeah like life like it was just like i mean that's that's the most obvious but also it's like i know it's the most obvious thing to say but it was it's like to me it was the question that's been asked like how do you live like a good life you know like what's a good life to me Mm -hmm. and like what's supposed to be a good life for everybody Mm -hmm. you know whatever it is you know and when you're young, you're just like, that seems so far away. And, you know, like, I don't have to care. And mm-hmm. now that I'm 31 and my back hurts <laughs> and, like, my knees are crickety and stuff like that. <laughs> like, I, I realize, like, I don't think Huge I experience happiness like others do. Mm-hmm. And, like, but I wanted to believe, like, you kind of force yourself to believe, like, you should because that's what happiness is, is the list that prior generations or the blueprint that people have said prior to you but then you have to remember like yeah like you're unique mm-hmm. and you're going to be you and stuff like that and i think other people get a better understanding some have people have like a good understanding of that but then it is sometimes maybe you do realize like oh maybe i'm more alike than i thought i was in yeah. certain things so i've been like yeah going through all that stuff and well, picking and choosing and i think for me i've kind of realized that you know how you're saying like the checklist has kind of been a blueprint for a stable Mm -hmm. life I think Um, but there's a lot of instability about it you know Um, not to like harp on things but you know our job market is changing you know it's been changing like for our generation Mm and you know with that like pensions change retirement changes like the kind of idea of and i think even just my idea of things like oh working so hard just to retire and then i'll enjoy life yeah that's kind of the thing it's like no actually i want to enjoy my life right now right (laughs) you know like what's the point of like I don't know, like, to me, it's like, what's the point of working so hard if you're going to be miserable every day? Mm-hmm. You know, like, I spend more time at work than I spend with my family. Right. And, like, that's an important part of my life, so I want to be, I want to be doing what I want to do. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's, and maybe that is kind of one of those things where, I don't know, if it's just changed or, like, the nature of work has changed or, like, people have just thought about it differently or you know with like access to different things it just like ideas change about it um or yeah maybe it's the instability it's like well i might as well do what i want now like you know i don't know 
Mm -hmm. I mean, there's part of me that like kind of doesn't want to retire, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, I want to I want to be doing like things that I enjoy doing, you know, my as long as I can, you know, I don't want to like. Like, and if I can find a career that I can do that or, you know, different. And that's the other thing. Like, for me, I don't want to stay doing the same thing for my entire life as a career. Yeah. You know, like, I've kind of already hopped around. Like, I'm not a, like, perpetual hopper. Like, and, like, I stayed nine years and then, like, three years had a job and, mm-hmm. like, had little things in between. But, like, it's not, like... I'm unreliable kind right, of person. Right, right. It's like once you, but once you understand what you want, you'll be there. Yeah, like, and it's you know like your work ethic. yeah, I want to do different things, and I think that's another thing where you know, in generations past, like basically you had the same job mm-hmm. your entire life, and that's where like the stability came in, and that's why there was pensions, yeah. and like, and then you retired and did yeah. things, but it's just changing, and so I think that's a little bit of where my disillusionment comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just kind of realizing it's like, oh, this isn't like, this is what I've been told, but like in actuality, things are different and it's not actually what I want to be doing, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And I think that's like super important. And it's actually funny cause I think about like what you're saying and stuff like that. <clears throat> and it's uh, my coworker and I were talking about like, why, what, like one of the things that I find is like a big topic that is is getting talked about more which is good but at the same time i i worry about whether or not it's going to actually happen is like why doesn't personal finance be taught at high schools Mm. right like you know because like when you're older you're like why didn't i learn this in high school Mm -hmm. right and like you look back at it and then like i have two reasons why like one comes from like a more sort of like societal kind of like a marxist based kind of like understanding of why not but one comes from like one that i think about it like when i transport myself back in high school oh yeah and here comes <laughs> high school cedric and like i'm like thinking about like okay what am i thinking about in high school right now i'm thinking about how the ap kids are miserable <laughs> i'm thinking about like you know like how girl crazy i am uh, i'm thinking about how maybe I shouldn't be in this English class because everyone is really smart and I, I just feel like, ugh, like I don't I don't read as much and it sucks. Uh, you know, like whatever it may be. But the one thing I don't have really access to is money. Right. Right? I'm provided for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so understanding personal finance knowledge without actually using money in my hand, it's kind of like, yeah, it's like learning how to like um, shoot a gun but like without like but with a, like a cardboard <laughs> like with a, like a cardboard cutout yeah and i'm like this may, like this makes no sense of course mm. i'm not gonna care so That's it's a like good point and so it's like it's like yeah like you can you can talk to your blue in the face but unless you give like the students actually means of money they're not gonna like care and i think i see like some personal finance programs they actually like give allowance to the kids mm. like but like it's like it's tough just because, again, sometimes the money is so little that they don't care about the value, right? Well, and like, they're not actually yeah. earning it at yeah. a job. You know, it's hard. It's harder when you, you know, you're getting an right, allowance like your from grind, a family, right? yeah, or when it's like, oh, this is, you know, like, and even more so, like, if you're living with family or right. like you don't have to pay rent or you pay very little, and right. as opposed to when you're on your own and you're like, oh gosh, like mm-hmm. if I don't pay this to this person i will not have a place to live yeah and i think what's important is like yeah like what it is is like you have to make making money inconvenient for people so Mm. that they care about it because then now that now personal finance the nature of personal finance why that's so important is because it's, it's making my life easier yeah. Like it's literally making my way of making money and thinking about money more comfortable. But if you're like trying to teach kids in a comfortable way to make money, they're not going to take it seriously because they don't have to sacrifice anything. That's true. And it's just like, oh, okay. Like, because you think about it, like, I would rather be hanging out with my friends than being at my job. Yeah. But I need to feed myself to live. So there go. Goodbye. So you're forcing to make your, those sacrifices. It's like bad, but if you had personal finance knowledge, you'd be like, "Oh, this decision isn't as hard as it used to be." 
like, yeah, I still need to work, but I can now make time for my friends and I mm-hmm. can. Now. It's like, yeah, so I, I see the value in personal finance knowledge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, like, but as a high school kid, you're like, I don't need to know any of that stuff because, you know, money just exists, you know, mm, like means yeah. just exist. And so it's like, yeah. And so you think about that. But the other way, and this is what my coworker kind of brought up, it's like why we probably don't teach personal finance to kids is because the list that we have ensures a stable workforce for American society, right? You think about it like, okay, you go straight to college, right? So you're getting educated for like, you know, an evolving job market. But in order to do that, you have to pay tons of money, which ends up in like a a serious tons of debt. But without personal finance knowledge, you don't really know how to pay that off efficiently. Mm -hmm. All you've ever been taught is one way to pay it off is work. Yeah. So all you do is work for the rest of your life and you just kind of like and then like that's why we don't really talk about finance or we think it's kind of dirty because it's like you know like oh because like you should just be working harder you shouldn't try to find sneaky ways to like get paid and or that's like, the thing is it yeah. like oh it's a sneaky way yeah it's like you it's know, like you like, know like the, remember the get rich get rich quick schemes or mm-hmm. like that mindset right it's just like like I'm trying to like you know create more freedom by like circumventing the system but we did it in like the stupidest ways like yeah we're gonna get hustled and blank and blank yeah, or, like, no, no. and then so it's very much like okay and so in financing all of that stuff like we we didn't have the tools but we definitely had the mentality we wanted to like make sure that we're like we're financially solid because like, we need to live our lives but like the only way we knew that was like Oh, you just need to get a better education. You just need to get a better job so you can get more money so that you can retire earlier or do whatever you kind of want to do. So you're trying to like outpace it. But all in all, it's like you're trying to make sure that everybody works. Because imagine, right, if you gave everybody like finance knowledge when they were younger, they'd be like, oh, like I could retire it. I could retire at like 30. And then you'd be like, oh, God, like, who's going to be working for, like, if the mm-hmm. retirement age is now average 30, they're like, oh, what are we, like, uh, how yeah, are we going true. to, like, uh, get people to continue working and, like, maintaining, like, a stable, like, a more stable, like, you know, economy, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. So it's like, yeah, it's like you, you, you're training, like, and this is the thing, like, this is where the mentality is different. Like, you're training work ethic, but you're not teaching value of your work, mm-hmm. you know, because, like, you think about that. And that's where, like, it's like. You're being very much exploited for your work because your work is probably worth much more than the money that you're given. But because everybody's kind of agreed that this is the money that it's worth, it's like, oh, okay. But you're like your company like is succeeding based off your value, but you're never thinking like to yourself, like, should I be making more money? Like, how will I be less best live my life, or how can I make my money work for me, and vice versa, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And instead, we just we're just given the list, and then the list will just tell you like, okay. This is what you're supposed to do. Like, remember, like marriages, children, they all cost money. Mm. And that ensures that you continue to keep working. Because I meant if you didn't have kids and you didn't have like a wife and you didn't, you could retire essentially like at 20 or like 30 or 40 and you could live whatever life you want to live. Like, but, yeah, I'm just like listening to you and I'm just envisioning life the board game right now. <laughs> and it's just like, it's so true. Yeah. And you just think about that. And, like, and it's just like, and you consider like, okay, like why shouldn't we or why should we not know these certain things at a certain time or whatever it may be? And, and you just, and then that's the, that's like kind of like the issue and the problem. But this generation is, is starting to see that. Like they're starting to see like versions of happiness that are not like, like this makes no sense anymore mm-hmm. like it's yeah. like i could literally be happier doing any like labor is a big part of my life i don't want to be stressed out i don't want to drink my problems away i don't want to be caught in like a loveless marriage or like a job that takes me away from my family because that's my key value whatever it is and it's like they're figuring out their ways and one of the things that they're figuring out is like yeah this list makes no damn sense anymore and like i'm being disillusioned to the ideas of what was happiness before mm-hmm. yeah like it's it just doesn't it doesn't it's it, like things that you said you would promise us are not even there anymore you know like pensions that were supposed to be there retirements that are supposed to be there social securities right whatever it is like they're just like they're constantly up and gone and you're like okay if there's not there for us and like economies are like my like in 2008 in our generation like yeah it was like one of the worst like drops in like in our economy like a recession we had never seen before and we're like Oh God, is America gonna survive? And then it just it shook everyone to their core and like, no, we can't trust these guys anymore. We can't, we can't afford to be ignorant anymore. 
and we can't allow the illusion that people are looking out for us and that they will have a plan for us and everything will work out if we follow these steps will work out for us and it's like oh and now we're all trying to explore like our new ways and so i think it's great because now we're not trying to kill each other it's not like a post-apocalyptic chaotic <laughs> world where i'm like trying to slit someone's throat for eggs mm -hmm. but with that being said oh, like I, it is very like it is very scary for a lot of people and that's the thing about disillusionment it's got to be the you feel fear for like a really like an like as one of your first initial feelings because mm -hmm. like you believed in something for so long and that's not the truth mm -hmm. then it's, it's that's it mm -hmm. yeah yeah so in regards to all of that stuff i, I would think to myself like yeah because i there's such a comfort to the list of things that you're you're going to do because like you want to just the human mind wants to explore and wants to think, but only think about the things it wants to think about, mm -hmm. right? And so things that I don't have to think about, right? Like, like if something is there already, like a plan has been set out, like I'm like the kind, and I think most people are the kind where it's like, oh, okay, cool. I'll just follow that, mm -hmm. right? Whatever it may be. And without filling in the details of me, right? I was just like, yeah, it seems so far away. But when I finally met it and myself, trying to reach that plan, I realized so many things were not correct for mm -hmm. me. And when I, and the disillusionment just came and I just broke that illusion and I just felt so scared. It made me question a lot of things. Like, what's wrong with me? Like, um, why can't I be happy? Mm -hmm. You know, why can't I just do these things? You know, what like, why do I feel like the world is like not helping me? Like all of these things. And like, I was just, I would just be so frantic. And I, I'm the type that gets lost in their own thoughts and, and freaking out. And then until I kind of had to realize like, yeah, maybe this version of happiness does not, is not really for you. And, and you think to yourself like, but you focused your, like you, without thinking about it because you, I didn't have to, I thought this was the only path. So then the question was like, Am I just going to be sad for the rest of my life? But like, I think the natural instinct of, of humans is like to not be sad. Mm -hmm. So the, for me, I was forced to find other avenues of what would make me happy. And I finally did. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and I'm hoping, but I mean, if anyone who's listening is like in that place, like where you feel like there's supposed to be a way of success and of growth and of happiness, either, you know, like, and to the point where you believe it, maybe it's infringed by others, like education, your family, religion, science, whatever, right? Just know that it's not all that can make you happy, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That sometimes you have to be that explorer. You have to put yourself in unfamiliar places to make you happy. Like right now, I never thought I would be someone who would find so much happiness in Dungeons and Dragons. Hey. <laughs> like, I just never thought a game from the 1970s Love it. was something like that I would have so much excitement over. And and even thinking about it makes me happy. Because I but like I it makes me happy now because if I was younger, I'd be like, You're such a nerd. <laughs> like I even exactly. my coworker was like, when she heard about it, she's all like, Oh, you're like into nerd stuff. And I was like, I am. Because it's like, and I'm happy about that. Even though if the term nerd was meant to be derogatory, or like you have like a, a judgment about that, I don't give a fuck. Because <laughs> like, it really does make me happy to kind of do this thing. And it's like, it's kind of like an obsession of mine and I want to suss it out, but the, I feel something about it connected to it. And I'm like, okay. But that's like my avenues of happiness. Mm -hmm. And like for me, like I'm, I'm, I'm navigating my, my journey through all that stuff. But the disillusionment at the beginning, like, but that's the beginning of the process of understanding you, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. It's breaking the illusions of you first. Then you get to see what's inside really. Yeah. yeah. So that's like, that's how I kind of like, that's kind of like how I felt when everything was going down. Yeah. I think, for me, I'm kind of still in this process, um, but it came down to just kind of, I don't know, 
I think it's just been like a realization of like the uh, I've had like a couple of different coaches and stuff this year and like just trying to branch out and like focus a little bit more on myself and like I guess just think about what's like where my life is going and where I want it to go mm-hmm. um, so it's just been that kind of questioning and trying to open myself up to more possibilities and like oh I guess it's kind of that more of a slow realization where it's like, I don't really want to be doing what I'm doing like for the rest of my life or even like, I don't really like my day to day kind of thing. Like it's not that it's not bad. It's, but it's just not like what I ideally want to be spending my time doing. So it's like, okay, well if I don't want to do this, what do I want to do? And what do I have the capacity to do? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just been more of like a questioning and like, I haven't felt like I've definitely had moments of fear, but it wasn't like super strong. I think mm-hmm. like yours, it's more just been kind of a, a questioning and a little bit more like frustration. Like how did I get myself here? Mm-hmm. Right. Kind of like a, like I blinked and I'm like, how, where, like where, how did I where am I who are all these people in my house like who how did how did we get to this point what did I do to get here and how do we get out (laughs) like like just kind of confused like where where am I she's like wandering around with her eyes I am I'm like there's definitely parts of me where I'm like I'm who who <laughs> Who's, who is this? Who put me here? It's like what? walk. It's yeah. It's like walking through life with your head down the whole time and just never looking mm. up. Yeah, and then like, oh wow, it's right. kind of nice out here. Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> well, I don't have to. I don't have to stay where I am. What? Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. It's just it's interesting, and I don't. I don't really like. I don't know, and that's been the other kind of thing is like. I don't know what path I'm going to end up taking. Mm -hmm. And I've even been kind of questioning, like, does there even need to be a path? Kind of, which that, like, kind of freaks me out. Yeah, that's (laughs) actually a pretty cool idea, right? Like, does there even need to be a path? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, does there, can you just, is it, have we reached a world where it's like, like, after high school, you could just be happy? Yeah. You know, like you get maybe like a single job or do you need to, does your happiness need to consistently grow? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's something to answer for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's really, really cool because it's like, I, I mean, again, like everybody's at different parts of their journey, but even I would say it's even hard for me to say to compare them. Right? Yeah. Because oh. like from everyone's different experiences, like even now I'm still very much in the process of figuring out what I want to do. Yeah. Right. But little by little I am understanding and like it's it is now when I break illusions like it's not as scary as it once was before right so yeah I'd say like how I felt from when I realized you know breaking away from my disillusionment is that there's so many possibilities of what I can be you know kind of like what relating to Jenny's point of how you know like I can actually choose to be what I want to be and all these things like realizing I just just put my head up and wow like look at all these great things that I'm now seeing Mm -hmm. because like when you said that it it made me realize of all of the 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 same well I feel like it's almost like the same old motivational quotes we hear every day like putting your head down and just grind Mm, or mm -hmm. just going or just just going straight towards the end of the, the end of a dark tunnel towards the light yeah so and when i look at those motivational quotes today i'm thinking to myself what if we broke the status quo yeah what if we instead of saying you know keeping your head down grind keep your head up look forward and grind wow you yeah. know <laughs> like turn on the flashlight in the tunnel yeah. and check yeah. it out like, yeah. like what, what else is here <laughs> exactly you know like I, I remember putting up a quote uh earlier when on my instagram like a long time ago that said why why run towards the end of the light of the tunnel when you could become the light of the tunnel mm. for oh us? Yeah. yeah 
you know? I like that. Like, I, it made me realize that, you know, there could be a better purpose of just trying to fight for the end goal. Right. Yeah. And really just living for, for the moment. Not just in the moment, but like for the mm. moment of who's around you and who's with you and the things that you're learning around, around your whole entire being. Right. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's my dissolution breaking is that we can break the status quo. Yeah. Like literally, um, like, of, like of all like the careers that are coming out, there's video gaming careers, there's, um, there's artistic careers now. I, I literally watch YouTube videos of people just playing D&D. Like mm-hmm. literally, you know, the craziest thing now. advertisements and I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, they're making money. But yeah, those advertisements have a purpose. Yeah, very yeah. much. Like the craziest thing is how we transitioned from a radio back in the old days as a form of entertainment right to black and white television mm-hmm. to color television to flat screen tvs and 1080p hd to 4k and then youtube yeah i know and now it's like it's portable screens that yeah. you like, like yeah you can yeah you can be you have it everywhere it's- so literally that's what made me realize is is that break the status quo yeah what's what what do you think you are able to do to bring out the best out of this world? And I think that's like super cool to the idea. Like, yeah, I think for a while, yeah, the mentality was like, stay in your lane, right? Like, but how? Like, but, like whatever, like yeah. you, what your 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 life is kind of like to a degree. Like, there's a certain point where your life is just going to be just the same, mm-hmm. and yeah. and and like you can't really. Like you could, yeah. There, are, breaking the status quo was meant for the truly exceptional, but now right. I feel like it's like anybody really can. Yeah. You know, and we see it in almost every form of our media. Just random people doing random things or doing whatever they feel they want to do, and then you know people watch that and they 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 show cherishment in that, and you're seeing like this just encouragement to be themselves Mm -hmm. or to be weird sometimes there's an encouragement to be not themselves for the sake of you know for viewership or whatever it it may be but that's like the byproduct of like just so much opportunity to to do that but yeah i think you're right you hit it on the head where it's like everybody really does feel like they can be themselves and and make themselves like like uh and that can be like profitable Right. That can be like you can you can you don't have to live your life being something else. Mm-hmm. You can be immediately you and you, that can be a good life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like like in my mind, I just want to break all the quotes <laughs> and kind of kind of make it kind of make it its own entity in a bit. Because like when you said like staying near stay in your own lane, mm-hmm. I was thinking about, well, you can't get to where you need to go if you stay in yeah, more, your own lane. That's a good one. Yeah. You know, you have a good way of breaking metaphor. Or breaking it like uh, like idioms and stuff, mm-hmm. which is good. This is like that's the point, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's new knowledge, mm-hmm. right? That's the whole point, right? We're we're building upon old things that were said to make them viable for us, right? So yeah. like just like you said, like being the light within your own time, uh, not not being the light. At, no, there's no light at the end. You can be that light, yeah. or you know, if standing in the lane in your lane means you'll never be able to get where you're going, mm-hmm. right? Where you want to go, right? And it's very much like all of those things, like we're, that's the new generations of knowledge. And that's like thing I like, like I said, like I really love going on the internet and reading what people, like those small little quotes of insight that people have posted or like they feel yeah. whatever it may be. Cause it's like, one, I don't feel alone. And two, like, it just makes me think like, God, like there's so much, like the wisdom that's happening. It's like an intellectual movement towards like, feeling and, and realism but like in a feeling sense mm-hmm. you know and, and, and that's really important for me to like understand but not in like an abstract like i'm gonna show off kind of way like this is honestly how people feel mm-hmm. and they just needed to say something and they could say it cheaply you know yeah mm-hmm. and, that, and that's good to know absolutely yeah but yeah um thanks for everyone um listening on our episode today this was a. Uh, very challenging emotion, no doubt about it. And uh, I'm glad that for everyone who has made it this far, uh, got to learn some neato stuff on yeah, this podcast so yeah. far. 
Um, but yeah, if you'd like to follow us on Instagram, it's going to be creative underscore underscore emotions. And to follow me, Alex Lee, my Instagram handle is L3LACKFROST underscore L E. Yeah. And if you're looking for me, it is papacetti88, P A P A C E double D Y 88. So, yeah. Hopefully you uh, drop by message. Whatever you want to talk about, let me know. Yeah. And if you're looking for me, that's Jenny. Um, I'm at Curiously Radiant on Instagram. Curiously Radiant. Yay. Nice. Well, yeah. Again, thanks for everyone for listening. And I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. Also, before I leave you wonderful people, um, uh, even though I already said goodbye, uh, please, uh, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or on any... um, uh, social or any um, listening platform that does uh, ratings, uh, please give us a five star rating if you really enjoy what we're listening so far. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, but now that I've said that, have a good one. Yeah.